Welcome to the Ladies at the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I want you to come on a journey with me as I navigate the world of digital marketing, women in leadership, and pretty much everything in between. Each week, you can expect me to talk about all things trending, work-life balance, and how I'm keeping things fun in all the places. Are you ready to pump up the jam? If so, let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ladies of the Lab podcast. Um, it is spring, I guess. What did the uh, today is Groundhog's Day mm-hmm. as we record? Yes. What did the Groundhog say? Does anybody know? I didn't Google it yet. I, I haven't. It never makes sense to me. I did see a Facebook memory that I'd posted last year. As a, I guess that would have made me thirty-seven years old. I was like, I don't know that there's a more de- like accurate depiction of what life feels like than. Groundhog Day, the movie with Bill Murray. And I was like, you always just have to figure out which energy you're going to channel because he gets psycho at one point. It's like wanting to rip everybody a new one. And then he's like, whatever. And and then he just (laughs) finally is in full denial and it's crazy. So I'm like, ooh, what what Bill Murray am I today? But it feels really nice outside. So Punxsutawney Phil saw no shadow, which means early spring. Okay. So here we go. That doesn't shock me. I feel like we'll get one more cold snap. Maybe a snow in February, and then we'll be done. I'm ready for the warm. Yeah, sure. I will say I'm a winter person, but the sunshine is nice, and it feels good on my skin. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't like hot. I, w- I will never be a hot mm-hmm. person. But you uh, today. Let Let me just back it for a second. <laughs> there's this. There's this other party that's talking, and everybody's probably like, "Who's that?" Um, today we are excited to have Rochelle Brown, who is the owner of Rochelle Brown Agency, uh, with us today on the podcast, and so. As you continue, um, as we continue on the episode, that way you know who we're talking to. We'll get more into the meat of our episode and a little bit of what, about what she does and her journey as a business owner. But I was going to say, Rochelle, you're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. So this is probably like wuss winter here oh, yeah. in Tennessee. Absolutely. But the difference is no one here knows how to handle it for the most part. You guys don't have the equipment to handle it. So right. it's, you know, laughable at the amount of snow or the lack thereof when you guys call out school. But I understand the reason for it as well. So it's quite funny, though, because, you know, our worst, like, six inches or whatever we got this last couple of weeks, that would have maybe been an hour delay. Mm-hmm. That's funny. My husband has family in Michigan, and the uh, his cousin, who is a teacher, is just like, you guys, right. we never get out of school. But they have the chains for the buses. They have the chemicals. They have right. all of the resources and we just don't, we don't have it. They also have terrible roads because of the chemicals yes. and the salt. So yes. it all balances Well, and out. you're from Chicago. So right. you are also And I moved thinking, for a reason. So gotcha. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys are like anti-winter. I'm like, Ooh, let it snow. I love a white Christmas. Um, I'm always pro, you know, longer winter, but I think for me, it's more, I don't want my husband to have to mow the grass. It's like a religion at that point. Once it's spring, it's over for you. You're mowing for the next nine months. It feels like, so I'm trying to delay the inevitable for him. But anyway, my office, I was, I have to move my whole entire office to set the podcast stuff up. So it looks like we're sitting in a yard sale right now. So, um, but I do have a couch. Um, I finally was able to move. I want a couch on yard sale store. You should go check out their Instagram and tell them I sent you. Um, but I want a couch over uh, Thanksgiving is when I want it. And it just now made its move to my new office, <laughs> and she's sassy, and I'm she's so proud super of her. Cute. She is. You can lay it down and sleep on it. Not that I have done that, but I'm like, man, someday you might just like need a nap, pull that joker out, and go night nights. 
So anyway, they're breaking in my couch. Um, okay, so we'll start with our normal segments. Uh, first things first. What's up with you? How was your weekend? What have you been up to? What's going on with you type of deal? Tina, do you want to start? Sure. You said you smell like popcorn. I do smell like popcorn. I spent my whole morning at my kiddo's school doing PTO stuff. So they're doing a popcorn party for certain classes. And I just sat at the popcorn maker and did that for the last like five hours. How much popcorn did you eat? Uh, I love popcorn so much. I actually made a huge bag and brought it on the way here because that was all the food I've had all day. So Oh, but that's not enough. No. You're going to have a blood sugar But situation. there's something about fresh pop popcorn. It's just mm. different. So it, it real so salty good. and buttery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of making me hungry. <laughs> and so. then like the the planner in me. So I'm on the, the fundraising seat for our PTO. And this next year I'm making like a PTO Bible of all the things to teach the new people that come in or even the people that are on there now just about fundraising. And so today when I did that, I made a video like, an SOP of stop it popcorn making. These are my, these are my love languages, <laughs> SOPs. And I was like, it's the PTO SOP. Um, so getting like next year, super organized. That's been my thing. Um, this week's been kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's been kind of slow. I got both the girls birthdays coming up. So I've just been in full planning mode. What are nonstop. you, are you doing parties like individual parties? Yeah. For probably, this is probably the last year, but my oldest daughter will be eight. Um, Monday, so we're doing like a painting the pottery thing on Cute. Sunday, and then um, my little girl turns four on the twenty fifth, so we're just gonna do something at the house. Uh, Rapunzel's gonna make an appearance, and Fun. I like hosting, so we always like to have parties at the house if we can, and then you can invite more people and just let people hang out as long as they want, and yeah, home make food and all that stuff. So I love that it's busy, but I love it. Well, it, um, I'm thinking in terms of the probably. The next thing that I would like to host would be the Super Bowl, but mm. we were watching TikTok today. It would be the the Taylor party. Like that's what I would host if I was hoping because I could give a rip about the two teams exactly. that are in the Super Bowl. But I do love Taylor Swift, so yeah. that would be my vibe. But I can't. We have plans that day. We are going to watch the Super Bowl, but it won't be yeah. for me to host. Super so. laid back. I did some charcuterie jobs last weekend, so that was really fun because I got to bartend too. Okay, I was, did not know that you were licensed. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't do it really, but I was already there and I was like, I'm here. My time is already, you know, like accounted for and they needed help. So I was like, let me bartend. I jumped in and got to just mingle and I was like, that was so much fun. So cool. I haven't done it in so long, but it was really cool. So I always said that I would, I wouldn't mind knowing how to do it. Because if you just, yeah. I used to work as a wedding planner and that those were who you made friends with was like the catering staff and the bartenders and security. And we'd all stand around at the end of the night and eat food. And so I like that fast pace, like in, in the right context. I mean, so like, to go into like what we're going to talk about is networking. It's the best way to network now. No Because I would talk to people and they'd be like, what are you up to? Well, I work at Borough Business Lab and right. have a conversation. So it's yeah. a good way to network. That's awesome. You have so many talents, you and your own right? muscles. Thank you. She's <laughs> just like, yes, I can do that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that. to say no. And the charcuterie for Valentine's Day coming up, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep get... it limited, but I still just want to get something for, you know. Good for you. Do it for the holiday. Michelle, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been busy. Headed out of town on a business trip next week. So, you know, that whole hurry up and wait, like sure. everything is just kind of up in the air and trying to check those, you know, three things off of your list every day that you got to get done and get out of the way before 
you travel and leave your family and do all of that. So yeah, it's been one of those weeks. Is that, is that a hard thing for you to leave it to somebody else to either help pick up the slack or check in or whatever? Like for me, I always do like a state of the union before I go out of town. Yeah, absolutely. You do this, you do this. I need you to check on this. They're like, okay, okay. I'm like, I just, I don't want to anything to fall through the cracks. Correct. And I don't want my presence to be missed. Um, yeah. My boys are 14 and 15 and still like, I had a women's event at church the other night and I didn't get home until after my husband told them to get their rear ends in bed. And he was like, your boys are super worried that you're not home yet. And I was like, okay, as long as I can keep that, I'm gonna. So, you know, getting up stairs and going and kissing your 14 and 15 year old, it's kind of special. So like they get all weird and stressed out when mom's not here, which is funny because my husband's incredible and is very capable of, you know, juggling all the balls, so to speak. But he is... Or they are very just, they like their routine. We're, we're routine people. So Same. when I knock them out of their routine, they're not not super excited Is that about like it. a full frat party when you leave town? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, even on the evenings where I just leave them for like church. Yeah. I come home, I'm like, what'd you have for dinner? And it's like chili dogs. Sure. Like, you know, all three of you know how to cook. Right. Why are we, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's funny, the... The moment I leave anytime, my husband with the girls, they all look at each other like it's on. And so, and it's not anything dumb. It's just like, we'll have snacks and you can, you know, you want to paint, play with Play-Doh, all those things that stress me out Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I have to clean up the mess. It doesn't stress my husband out to clean that mess up. Same. Absolutely. And so it's, it's a big blessing for all of them. Not in a way of like, we don't care that you're not here. Um, but like we can just kind of relax for five minutes because mom's a little <laughs> uptight yep. or she runs a tight routine shift. Yep, so I think it's kind of like daddy's on duty and everybody's happy. But I can imagine with three men, it would probably oh, yeah. be an adventure. It is. And it's usually we, I come home and somebody eventually lets it slip like a week down the road that we got to watch a specific show that was probably, you know, beyond our age limit to watch and right. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget when I, when they were really little, I came home from a business trip and Ethan had like his Nerf gun on his back and had sunglasses on and a white t-shirt. And he was like, I'll be back. And I'm like, <laughs> come again. Say, say that again. Where'd you learn that? And Josh is like running the other direction. Like oh, you, you just did on me. Totally. <laughs> kind of deal. So yeah, they, they get a way laid back version when dad's sure. around or in charge. So that's fun though. I love dads being the sole, like mm-hmm. full charge parent. Yes, absolutely. Like when you have a spouse or a mate that's capable and that loves to parent, like my husband loves to dad, my kids. And so I know they're going to figure it out. Everybody's going to be safe. Everybody's going to be fed. Hear no evil, see no evil. I don't care. Yep. Y'all do you however works best for you. Mm-hmm. It's probably a lot more fun. right it's weird though because I just I'm I've always heard this thing of like when you are a take charge kind of person like you run a business or you are a leader by nature you're running your household and so you have this tendency to be in like militant routine check the boxes this is how we roll and so I feel like I'm at work here but I'm also at work when I'm at home And Jacob does not feel that way inside the home, which is fine. And so a lot of the time he's just like, should I be doing something right now? And I'm like, nope, 
you shouldn't. I was like, you can do whatever you want to. I was like, but I'm doing what I need to do in order to keep things rolling. I'll ask for, I'll ask for help if I need it, mm-hmm. but it's just second nature yep. when you run a, a household. So um, well, cheers is, to them. That's well, why it's like when we talk about how it's so hard to stop and play with the kids yeah. because yeah, we're present. in that mode of like things need to be done and now they want to play Barbies and I'm like, I can't, I can't switch my imagination. Yeah. But dad can go sit there and play Barbies for an hour and he's completely fine. He loves to play. Yeah. So praise God for it. It's got to mm-hmm. be both, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I stopped having guilt about that a long time ago. I was like, we're all just doing our best and we get quality time and it's fine. It might not be on your terms, but God help us if we did everything on right. the terms of our children, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be Barbies forever. Um, Never had to play with that, but cars and GI Joes. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that either. So um, what have I been up to this week? Um, Working, obviously. Um, It's just been trying to get back into a normal work rhythm after Christmas and snow. I think I said that last week, Um, but I feel like I'm finally kind of popping my head up above uh, water. But then, as always, things are changing and evolving and um we're trying to prepare because Josh is his wife is getting ready to have their second child and Josh is like my emotional support animal in in what a lot of the things that I do and so I'm in like plan and prepare mode for him to be gone because I want him to be with his family and to enjoy all of that so I'm excited for him um but Sadie had her big competition this week uh she did the amazing shake I don't know if you've ever heard of it but um it uh, explained it last week it's a competition where elementary age students learn to well, you told me about this in December that yes. she was gonna do it yeah so that was this week That's and awesome. she um had a full day on Wednesday at the event and then made it to the second round which was yesterday and um she did not, uh, there was th- only three spots and she did not get one of the three spots. And so we're all like emotionally, mentally exhausted her specifically because they put them in 16 scenarios on Wednesday where they had to think on the fly and on their feet. Wow. And then after that, they had to sit at a table and network at lunch oh, goodness gracious. and get judged while they were at the lunch table. And then they had to do a budget. They got judged on their budget. And so she made it through all of those. And I was just like, what? And I was like, in faith and some of the other gals here were like, we didn't do a budget like that till like high school or college. And they have my 11 year old. And they were like, here, you, you made $82,000. You have two kids and you're married. Like, here's your budget. Go make your budget. And so praise God, she made it through all of that. And I was emotionally invested. I wanted her to make it through that first round and she did but then last night they had to network with business owners um and so I'm looking like who's in there like (laughs) do I know any of you um and I didn't but um she had to meet make sure she met 15 business owners in 45 minutes and it was like you got deducted on points if you didn't meet them all and this whole thing so we've been on an emotional journey um this week so we're all ready for the weekend and I like to nest on the weekends at my house so we're getting ready to go out of town here in three weeks and so I'm already like prepping planning packing and I had to pull because we're going on a cruise so I had to pull like summer spring clothes out and wash and so that was a whole 
that's a whole adventure that I wanted to do. It is stressful, (laughs) but I'm, I set myself up so that I could do it gradually. So I wasn't like in a hurry. So I'm going to set myself up for that. So that that last weekend before I can go shop and get kind of the random odds and ends that we need for that. So, um, I'm looking forward to traveling with my kids at this age. It's, it gets more fun as they get older. It absolutely does. Um, (laughs) It does. Well, it's just brutal for, until they're like five ish, all of them are five and above. It's just like, what? Who is somebody going to pee their pants? Like, are they going to have a snack? How long is the trip going to take us because of however many stops we have to make? And Disney World with Littles is mm. a whole thing. So mm. we're at that phase where we're excited to travel and see what everybody likes. It just keeps getting better. I we can went imagine to Israel in 2021 with our boys. Oh my gosh! Freaking phenomenal! I'm sure. Um, and because it was still pandemic-y, yeah. Um, and Israel was very shut down. Like our our um, guide had been a guide for 42 years, and he said, "This is the first time I'm seeing my own country." Yeah. Um, and it was incredible. Like we stood in the bumps. garden. It, yeah, we stood in the Garden of Gethsemane with just our family. Like my mom, my dad, my brother, and his wife. It was wild. That's so cool. Um, we walked like the Palm Sunday Road by ourselves at sunrise. So cool. It was wild. But like we did that two years ago, and now our boys are 15 and 14, so they have these incredible memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, putting putting Bible stories together is completely different for our family now, and you'll just see them at church. And like, I can only fathom yeah, it. Yeah, it's incredible. But That's one of those situations because I'm a big um iconic like if you like let's say you watch home alone it's your favorite movie home alone 2 in new york and so the first time i went to new york i was like oh my gosh i've been watching this my (laughs) whole life and or um you know you've got mail or any of these kind of new york movies yes i love 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 new york and so when i was there it was like almost overwhelming because of the nostalgia and the memories that are connected with this that and the other and so I think for me, given that I am a person of faith, being there, it might be too much. Mm-hmm. Like for my, like, I feel like my heart would blow out of my chest. Somewhat, mm. but I think the really crazy thing is the ideas that you have, you know, created in your head are so different than what it actually is that sure. it's kind of mind blowing in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's places like where they walked Jesus from, um, Caiaphas's house to the Eastern gate. Mm -hmm. Um, you can actually walk on those steps and they only have like the first five opened and then it's, you know, they have it barred off from there, but like talk about chill bumps, you know, that kind of thing. And, and being, they call them Herodian stones. We call them Jesus rocks, Mm -hmm. but they have taken stones that were from Herod's age and brought them to the surface. So the roads that you walk on in the old city are Herodian stones. So you're walking literally on the stones that Jesus walked on. See, it's that wild. Would, that would blow my brains. I just, I don't know that I could emotionally, like spiritually handle it. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever go back because I don't think we'll ever Mm-mm. be like, it was such a blessing to have been like the perfect scenario for us to get to go. I don't know that we'll ever go back because there's still things that I would have loved to have seen and yeah. didn't have, we were there for 15 days and still didn't see everything. But like our boys got baptized in the yard neat where Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist and stuff like that, like incredible opportunities and memories. But I don't think going back now that we would have that. I think I would be really sorely disappointed. So sure. We're not going back. Super cool. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, but yeah, I think that that's about all that I've had going on this week. I could have slept since then. 
and had <laughs> so many Diet Cokes, I don't even know how to count them. So I might have killed that brain cell. <laughs> um, we'll move on to our next segment, which is current favorites. Rochelle, do you want to share your current sure. favorite? That's my favorite. So um, my current favorite right now is actually our minister's doing the Ten Commandments. And um, somebody put me on to, well, it was, a, it was a quote that he had put up. If the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. Mm. And it just like absolutely spoke to my soul. Yeah. It's actually a Corey Ten Boom um, quote, but there's a book called um, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Mm-hmm. And it is stressing me out, but I'm here for it. I'm yeah. super excited about it. So I have a friend. You probably know Art Kelly. Mm-hmm. He is about that book. I've so, uh, so many people I know have so read. So many people have told me to read it. I know. And I, <laughs> why do you think that I'm not reading it? Because I have a problem. Yeah, me too. It's so. me. Hi. <laughs> I'm the problem. Um, well, you'll have to give me like the. You'll have to just like randomly on a weekly basis. This is what I learned this week. Have fun with that, yeah. ma'am. Here because we we're all just so similar. Like, yes. get up and go and what's a 15 hour day? Who cares about that? Like freaking Rochelle's got her high heels on. She's just like, what? I don't even, it doesn't matter. I'll run up and down this road right now. Well, you'll for sure have to let me know how that spoke to you. Cause I probably need to one year I committed to actually observing a Sabbath. God forgive me. I'm talking about speaking of breaking the <laughs> 10 commandments. Um, and it was a life changing year. And I was like, I probably should just regularly do what I'm supposed right. to do. Yeah. And what a concept, right? Slow the frig down. And maybe I would feel better all of the time. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Speaking of favorite things, because you notice, notice these shoes. Uh huh. These are, you said I could run in them, and you're right, because they're tennis shoes on the inside. What, what? are we even talking about? Those are so cool. <laughs> I have them in all of the neutral tones, so okay. yeah. Okay. Like I literally to, can run in you'll them You'll have all to day. send me a link. It's the, I'd probably just fall down. It's the height. They're, they have shorter ones, too. They have Ken Hills, but it's absolutely worth it. Oh, look wow. at her. We're gonna have Wait, a, me I'm and Tina are gonna come in rocking some high heels. We're like, okay, where did that come from? We'll be we'll running the halls. <laughs> it's her fault. Um, Tina, current favorite? Um, it's a weird one, but apple cider vinegar is like a staple in our house right now. I do a shot every morning. I don't drink it. I'm not saying all that, okay. but fair I, enough. I'm all over the apple cider vinegar TikTok. I've been putting it in my bath, and you're supposed to do, like, women especially are supposed to do, like, once a week. You're supposed to put apple cider vinegar and some essential oils in your bath. Okay. It's great for your, you smell like, like a pickle. Yeah. And, well, I mean, you should probably rinse pickle off after. Pickle yourself. But, yeah. yeah. If you stay in long enough, I guess you would, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just make myself a pickle. <laughs> I love you pickles. You would love that. I, I love pickles so I'm much. I'm for it. <laughs> I would be for but it. it has to be, like, the good kind. Like, oh, the, I get the, the mother, yes, like, the, the glass bottle that's, like, mm-hmm. $7, $8 at... And then I also have been putting it in my hair, which I notice a huge difference. Stop so, it. What is the difference, ma'am? So my good friend. Not that your hair doesn't always look great, but I'm just asking, like, well, I don't know the rules Well, here. I've been putting um, baking soda, like, once a month in my hair to, like, really strip it. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, why don't you do that? If your hair is feeling, like, gross, it just, all the buildup. You use dry shampoo, you use hairspray, all that stuff. So I just mix it a little bit in the shower with baking soda and scrub it. My hair it's was like so... This shiny and like it felt amazing my husband even he noticed I came out he was like holy cow your hair looks amazing 
Okay. So like once a month, it just strips Way it of all go. the extra junk you put in your hair and you don't know that it's sitting there. Yes. So. Okay. Well, don't catch me pickling <laughs> myself later. No, I take a shot every morning because I have acid I reflux and, and I'm on prescription medicine, but I still, but like I dump, you know, coffee and chocolate and all, all of the, the things, things, salsa and tomatoes, the, all the things I shouldn't, I dump it on top of my already large issue. And so my goal is to one day get off of the medicine because it's not good for you to take it long term. And I've been taking it since I was 30 years old. Um, so I do it as an attempt and it really does help with acid reflux. So there's so many benefits to drinking it. I just can't stomach it. Like when I was pregnant, it said, you know, for, same thing for acid reflux. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do it. They make it in like a pill though. Mm -hmm. I just or don't gummy and does yeah. it have that. I would be curious if it has the same. I, don't know. I mean, it is filthy. Do not get me wrong. Like you, I would, I might as well be taking a shot of Jack Daniels. Like I would <laughs> rather, I think, because it is filthy to, to take a shot of it, but I do every day. I think a shot is a little bit overkill, but I'm nothing yeah. if I'm not overkill. <laughs> I think you could probably do a tablespoon or two and be good. Okay. Well now I got to go bath and do it. I don't like baths. I hate them. We've talked about this. I don't like sitting still. Ugh. So in when people are, my husband will be like, I, I ran you a bath so you can relax. I'm like, that's the most unrelaxing thing you could do for me. <laughs> yeah, I hate this bath. All the things I'm not getting done while I'm sitting still in water. Oh Rochelle, my are we unpopular? Do you like a bath? This is personal. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I am not a huge bath fan, but we are, we have a hot tub on our back patio. That's and that different. Is, that is different. We do, we do hot tub every night because I, support I freeze. Mm -hmm. um, and to keep my cold feet off of my husband. Mm -hmm. Nice prescribes a 15 minute in the hot tub that's time. so cool i would get, i would i'd be fine with a hot tub but i don't because it's also hot consistently whereas Correct. bath water like the moment it's not literally melting my skin off i want out which is like two seconds after you get in right and, and the hot water heater is not cut up yet yeah it's we not don't fun. want to no mm -hmm. and then okay, having to she's clean the no bath. <laughs> yeah no i'm just not oh. not for it so my current favorite is for christmas did I already use this one? For Christmas, I got at home nail dip. I don't think you said that. Um, I love to get my nails done, and I did not get my nails done regularly until, I don't know, about a year ago when I could justify the fact that I was, when I could finally justify the fact that I was working full time and it was fine to take care of myself, mm -hmm. I decided that I would start to go get my nails done. Well, now I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find a way to cut this, this bill, like, uh, at least like reasonably, you know, to do other things. And so I, we do, we draw names on my mom's side at Christmas and we do secret Santa. So you don't know, but you share your Amazon list with the group. And I had a Amazon nail dip kit that I put in my, uh, on my wish list, And so I got it and I, I have done my friend's nails and I did mine, but then I did Sadie's nails on Wednesday or Tuesday night. And, um, somebody asked her if she got them done. And so oh, I was like, well done. Okay. Now it is easier to do somebody else's than it is your own. Sure. So I'm working to refine the process, but this has stayed for a long time. It looks really good. Well, it's not perfect. So please don't look too close. And I need a drill. You can get a drill like it on Amazon. And I probably yeah. should get a drill. I have one. I love it. Stop. I need, did you get it on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can see like they're bigger, like at the cuticles. Mm -hmm. So I still have to perfect it, but it's kind of my jam. Once I do get really good at it, I won't need to go as often. Every now and again, I will want to go, but I won't have to go as often. So 
Um, in my next life, I'm going to be a bartender and I'm going to do nails. There you go. All one place. You know, I have said before. Nail bar. (laughs) Serious. Why not? I'm serious. And also if I like randomly decide to become a therapist, triple threat at that point, like I would pay for that for sure. Um, but I, I, I told my girls the other night when I was doing their nails, I was like, I could retire and do nails. And they're like, great idea. And I was like, <laughs> say less. Um, okay, thanks for sharing your current favorites. We're going to go to my favorite segment, which is the tree of trust. It's time to get in the tree of trust. So um, as we climb up here, I will get started. Um, I keep talking about this thing with Sadie, but you learn so much when you parent. And Last night I had to parent my child through losing a competition. And it's so funny because Lauren story. at our Rochelle hosted our last networking event at her um, agency's office. And Lauren is hysterical. She is in social media and influencer uh, marketing here at Borough Business Lab. And she was, I can't remember what brought it up, but she was like, we need to teach our kids to lose. These kids need to know how to lose. They're not always going to win. And we're all like, yeah, no wussification of America. <laughs> we don't do participation trophies. And it's really easy to say that when you're not talking about your own kids. Right. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, or the other day when we were talking about this whole process, she said the same thing again. And last night as I was wading through all of that with my child, who's literally devastated, I was like, man, this is a valuable lesson for my child to be learning. It doesn't make it fun. It doesn't make it easier for her. It doesn't make it easier for me as a parent, but there's so much value in, in the world now. You're not going to be the best at what you do. Or there might be something that you're not the best at. Or you may not be number one or the one that's picked or the one that's winning. It's just life, period. It is going to come up inevitably for everybody. And so I just got to walk that experience with her. She freaking hates losing. She's very much a firstborn. So Mm. if she doesn't win, she has failed. Like throw the whole thing in the garbage. We might as well not done any of it. And as her parent, I'm like, are you joking with me? Like, this was a win, and this was a win about this situation. And look at this experience. It's hard to trend that. She can't put that together in her brain right now. Um, So, tree of trust, I think it's really important that we teach our children what it's like to lose and obviously empower them and encourage them and tell them what their gifts are and tell them how they're amazing and encourage them to be the best at the of the best and to strive for excellence. But also you're not, you're not always going to win. It's just the end of the day. Somebody's probably going to be better at something than you are. Sorry. You know, um, there's the, I, I am a firm believer and you can come for me. I, I don't believe in that. Everybody should win mantra or, participation trophies are fun or whatever, but there's a winner and there's a loser. Mm-hmm. It is the, the facts of life. So, um, I want to know if there's a parent that's like, no, everybody's a winner. <laughs> Cause if that's the case, you were not in the room with me last night. I don't think you're in this room right now. Either. Yeah, no, we're, I think we're all three and Lauren, we could pull her in here. Teach your kids to lose. <laughs> if yes. I'm, if my kids ever do something like they have in the past where they're, uh, whatever they do, like an activity and they give them out, I will purposely not give it to my child. I'm sorry. Like, you're not going to get a trophy that says, I ran this race, but I got no place in it. <laughs> oh. 
Like that's personal gratification that you completed something, but you don't need a trophy for it. Right. I don't disagree. Um, and I think too, it's like one of my kids might win at something and the other one hasn't. We've had to navigate that mm-hmm. already. It's really hard. And not like I've had friends that are like, my parents took me out of X, Y, or Z sport because I was better than my sibling. Oh my gosh. Mm. And I'm like, nope, I will never rob oh. one of my children of an opportunity. Those, those good. Now she's getting comfy. <laughs> um, I will never rob my kid of an opportunity because they no. might be better than their sibling. That's terrible. Um, so just navigating all of that and learning those lessons and how to parent those situations with my kids has been a journey that will obviously never end, but it's okay. It, everybody's going to lose at some point. So we might as well just teach it, teach on how to do it well. Yes. So tree of trust, Tina, you got one. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, mine, mine's pretty deep. Um, (laughs) saddle up. So uh, hopefully it resonates with people listening or somebody, but, um, this year has been a tough one with like body image and stuff. And with having two girls, it's always a big thing in our house to not say certain things around them or, um, talk down about yourself. But I have been struggling with my body image, Mm. uh, recent, I mean, I, I think every woman has something that they always want to fix, but it's been really hard lately. And I have these moments where I'm like, I just don't want to get dressed up anymore because I don't feel comfortable in anything I have. I know I've put on weight just from medications I started in the last year, but um, slowly coming off of those and, you know, realizing that could be the the cause of it. I know I'm, I need to fix my eating, but. Don't we all? Yeah. My husband's been really great. He started at a gym and he's like meal prepping and it's really taking it like he's changing. So, um. I'm hoping I can jump on it soon, but trying to get into a routine. I just feel like this year, the slow start has me like tired and lazier than normal. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to. Plus winter's, me- winter's hard to be motivated. Like I'm a runner. I don't want to run outside. It's freezing. Mm-hmm. And today it's nice. And I'm like, today will be the one day that I can't go out and run because we have stuff to do afterwards. So yeah. I don't, I think that there's so much grace to have for yourself. And that's typical and basic of me to say, but I do, I don't know if it's like this for you. I have seasons where body image is hard and then other seasons I'm like, yeah. I don't have time to think about it or rock on. This is the body God gave you. It bore two children. You're 38 now, like figure it out. I just have these different seasons of the voice that I hear inside my head when it comes to my body. Mm-hmm. And so I totally get that you're just in that season um, and that it's just, it's, it's an unfortunate struggle that I have also had as a female that I certainly don't, I talked about last week, I don't want to impart to my children. Mm-hmm. And when you parent females, it's like, uh Oh, when is that? Like I've already, I have an 11 year old. She's already experienced that whole realm of shame around her body. And so yeah. <laughs> just keep it rocking. That's tough. My oldest is she's so skinny. She's skin and bones, but she's like tall. And I mean, I was built like that when I was really little. And so lately, like she'll step on the scale and she's excited because she's gaining weight. Mm. And I'm like, good job, baby. Cause that means that she's eating better. And like, we're really trying to get her into better habits of eating healthier foods. Yeah. Um, she's the pickiest of the three, but she asked the question, she goes, so is it good to have bigger numbers or smaller numbers? And I was like, oh my gosh, in the moment, how do I not answer prepared, this? Not prepared. Right? And I was like, well, it just matters if you're healthy, not if you're bigger yes. or smaller. And she's like, yeah, but I want to get bigger. I'm like, well, you're a kid. So technically you're going to get bigger. Yeah. But don't depend on the number. It was, oh my gosh, it was such a confusing moment. And I'm like, yeah, again, learning something from our kids every day and 
It never gets easier. Um, again, I think I've said this so many times. Parenting is just clumsy sometimes, mm-hmm. especially the first time that you inter- encounter that conversation. You're like, whoop, never done that before. There's no script here. What do we say? Don't yeah. want to say the wrong thing, you know. And so there's so many, so many things that have to be considered. But it sounds like you handled it really great. You said something better than I would have been. Like, I don't know. Get off the scale. <laughs> She's the most analytical of my children, too. So I'm like, I have to watch how I say things because she overthinks sure. everything. Yeah. Crazy. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Rochelle, do you have a tree of trust? Oh, girls. We're, we're going deep today. <laughs> um, speaking of navigating being a parent and dealing with all of that, mm. you know those moments where you're, like, super proud that your kids did something and you feel like you failed them at the same time somehow. Mm. Um, our boys over Christmas break, we had a death in the family. We had to travel to Ohio, you know, that kind of deal. I have one kid that's super social, um, but he's social like through technology. He doesn't really want anybody in his space. Sure. And then I have one that is absolutely introverted and mechanically minded and just like his father in every way, shape, or form, he can tell you. Mm-hmm. But he um, also has this very small group of friends that we love and we adore. And my parents were, you know, looking back, you, I think you always, or at least for me, I always want to ask my mom, like, how did you do that? Like, how did that all just happen? You just were always there, but I never felt like you were in the way and you were involved in everything, but I never didn't want you there. Like, how did you navigate that? Because I feel like it's a constant thing this day, these days of like, do I engage? Do I not? What do I do? Whatever. Um, so our older one has this little group of friends. We call them the Musketeers and they are at our house constantly and they're an incredible group of boys and we engage with them. Like we, you know, there's always food to be had and things to be done and words to be said and they love us and we love them. And it's so easy with a small group of friends. Mm -hmm. So I was joking with our boys at dinner one night and I was like, I haven't seen your friends. So Ethan's like, here. And he hands me his phone. He's 15. Mm. And I text his friends. I'm like, hey, it's E's mom. You know, like, I'm super annoyed that I haven't seen you guys. Sure. When you come in. Um, and of course, you know, they answer me right away and whatever. And then my younger one, here's where it gets deep. Ooh, we okay. have a, um, a girlfriend for the first time. Oh, God, help me. He's 14 and he goes to a private Christian school with lots of rules and, you know, their, their school code of ethics goes beyond the doors of the school, which I agree with. And I think, you know, you've got to show up as the best human that you can every day with the capacity that you have to do so. And so that doesn't hurt my feelings that they have an expectation of how they're going to behave outside of school as well. And, um, we had had some, issues with the younger one having his phone and he is the electronic one and like yeah. you know just seems like everything's like Ugh, mom kind of deal like no no dude those have been your chores since you were like seven yeah go do them um and we call Sadie the iPad kid because it's like why would you ask me to interrupt this time that right? I'm having right now ma'am yeah like, it's like god okay. forbid we ask you to come have dinner like, right are we doing Chill. this right 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 um so he he started dating this little girl. She's not little. I mean, she's a 14-year-old, whatever. They're little. They're still little. I, I know, but they're, yeah. So eighth grade, and we're like, all right. And my husband is like typical dad, like, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, 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 like, let's let's not do that. So um, he hands me his phone, and there was 
And I had said, we haven't really met her and spent time with her. And I was like, why don't you invite her over? You know, there will be other people here. Like, we're not going to grill her and ask her 800 questions. We just want to get to know this person in your life. Yeah. And he's like, here. And he hands me his phone and he hands it to me. I can't even believe I'm telling you this. He hands me his phone and there's some not super great things coming across that screen. Perfect. And um, I say that facetiously. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so like rules in our house are their phones stay downstairs after um, nine o'clock. Yeah, my thumbprint is one of the thumbprints so that they can never lock me out of it. Mm-hmm. God forbid, unless I like you know burn off my phone. We top your finger off, right? Yeah, and then my code is their code. Um, so like super strict. Like at any time, if we tell you to hand us the phone, you better. Yeah, kind of deal. I support it. Um, so which is a whole nother thing that I'm not looking forward for you guys to have to navigate because it's a lot. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't. It's it's a lot. Yeah. So, um, he hands me his phone and I'm immediately just livid. Mm. Just now in his defense, things that were coming out, he was answering in a way that I was super proud of him for answering. I was just not excited to see it on my kid's phone. Sure. From the other side of the fence. So, I immediately went straight to angry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm sitting there with him and he is not changing his face. Like he's not embarrassed. He's not upset, which is making me more angry. Mm. And it was probably 30 minutes of me just, what are you doing? And just not really letting him answer. And he finally looked at me and I'm so proud of him. He looked at me and he went, I'm overwhelmed. I wanted you to see that. Mm. And I was like, just pure devastation because then I felt like I failed, Mm. you know, in that moment he was trying to be transparent and didn't know how to speak to me on that level. Yeah. So literally pulled it up knowing that I would see it. Um, so then, you know, then it's reverse baby. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. We'll walk through this with you, you know, like tears and I'm so sorry. Thank you for speaking up. But like next time, can you like, give mom a heads up before you just hand her a phone with things I don't want to see on it, you know, yeah. kind of deal, whatever. And none of it was like awful, you know, sure. they're 14 year old being 14 years, years old, but just not becoming things and not in line with who he is or, you know, who we know him to be. Sure. Um, and navigating, navigating that with him was difficult. And then just saying, Hey, you know, this is the situation you're in and what do you want to do with it now? Like, yeah, you're overwhelmed. Do you want to continue to be overwhelmed? Do you want to continue to be in this relationship or what do you want to do? Um, and please understand that there's new rules, no matter what this is going to look like for you. Um, you know, but, and just things like, uh, you know, like, please don't cry. Are you okay? You know, just, and we trying to teach your kid that it is hard enough to be responsible for your own mm. mental and emotional well-being like you can never be responsible for another humans you cannot be the source of their happiness or their you know not well-being. even when you get married Correct. that is a deep yes. deep hole of garbage yes and we we told him that I was like do you ever think that daddy is the idea of mom's you know happiness like is he the root of all of my happiness and Colin's like no and I was like do you feel like daddy's happiness completely depends on mom. And he's like, no. And I said, don't get us wrong. Like we don't want to do this without each other in any way, shape or form, but you have to be a whole person Mm -hmm. before you can take on that and taking on somebody else's emotional issues 
at 14 years old, buddy, like you're learning so much on your own. Like it's this too is much. not the time and place for you to be handling that yourself. So totally. um, walking him through that, that was, that was a new level of just parent excitement. Yeah. And all the facetiousness mm-hmm. that I can give. Um, but super proud of him for, you know, coming back and be like, no mom, like I, I actually wanted you to find that. And then it was like, oh my gosh, like I have so screwed this moment up for him. Right. Um, and coming back and apologizing, but having those moments with him after where it was like, how do you feel about this? And, yeah. you know, these are things in some screwed up way. Like I'm thankful that you're learning this lesson now sure. that you cannot be her life raft. You cannot be her oxygen. It's mask. a trap. You'll never Correct. And I don't want you to start your relationships with the other sex feeling that way or feeling that that is all on you and that that is, you know, okay in any way because it's just not. Yeah. Um, so, you know, props to the 14 year old who called himself out. Um, but here's to hoping that we react a little bit better next time. But where I have to say, you know, going back to like clumsy parenting, that's a moment of humanity that your son was able to see you in and you said you were sorry. Like, oh, yeah, he will never forget that. And he won't remember the instance likely, but he will remember that his mom said that she was sorry Mm -hmm. or she was like, I didn't do that great. And I would love a rewind on this. Let's have a conversation. Whereas some parents would just passively like never speak of it again Mm -hmm. and their kid never get an apology and you know you're wrong but you never wanted to address it again because it was uncomfortable and then you have to be human and like one more tool in the tool belt of our children is to say that we're sorry because a lot of us weren't raised by parents that apologized well but if they did, you remember right, that yeah. they did. Uh, a lot of us weren't raised in situations where a conversation was welcome or they were brought into a conversation about how the situation went down. I do that with my kids all the time, and I have to because I screw it up and put it in the ditch more often than not. Sure, and so yeah. if we don't, then we're really not setting our kids up for any we're, – we're setting them up for extra therapy if we mm-hmm. don't have the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm proud of you. I think that that's something that you just – we call it first day at Dollywood around here. Mm. Like um, you go to Dollywood on the first day and you totally don't have a great time or maximize the experience because right. you've never been before. But the second time at Dollywood, you're like, okay. And then the th- you just had a first day at Dollywood and it wasn't the best that it could have been. It wasn't, but it was absolutely a teaching moment for us and for him. And then, you know, pulling the other one back in who like disappeared to the garage very quickly to get out of the situation that was super (laughs) uncomfortable. But, you know, going back and saying, Hey, look, like, thank you for doing that. And I'm sorry I reacted the way I did. Can we have some kind of code word or something in here along the way to like give mom a heads up. Like, can, can you keep telling me when you're overwhelmed? Yeah. Um, can you, like, I don't want that communication to go away and I'm super proud of you yeah. for telling me. I just, if I had it to do over, I wish I would have asked that question first, but, yeah. um, yeah, it is, man, parenting is like the coolest, hardest, craziest thing I think we ever do. So yes, I just got finished telling somebody that this morning. I've, you never learn more about unconditional and how that gets tested and and tried, but you love your kids and you're like, I'd die for you. Mm -hmm. Literally, this was a hard week, but I'm here for it. Like, don't want to do it with anybody else. So, um, I do, I'm doing the hunger game symbol. Well, And you have two girls too. Mm -hmm. So like eight year old girls, I don't know if your girl, I'm sure they did. Gangster. 
Eight is so hard. <laughs> like my daughter's about to turn eight, but she's ahead of her time. And she is like 14. And so I Googled this because I'm like, I have to understand these emotions. This is so much. It and doesn't it said get better. That it, it, that eight, our girls have a pre-pubescent mm-hmm. surge at seven and eight years old. That's Good like Lord. having like a 13-year-old's hormones. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go through this twice. And then I know who I was at 13. So I'm like, she is all me. Yeah. So it's like arguing with yourself all the time. This might be an unpopular opinion. Have you talked to her about sex yet? Mm, no. Yeah. Just uh, for me, it was eight is too late. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. And it like, it was just uh, the advice that I ha- had from other parents and given, this is a whole nother podcast. I will end with this, but, um, with the nature of school and right. the amount of information they're subject to at such a young age, like you want to open up that conversation. So there's as little shame around it as possible. And also they don't have shame around it because they're eight years old. Yeah. It's science at that point. It's, you know, if you're, information. it's information. Yeah. And so you might have shame around it as a parent because we live in this right. world and all of these things, but they don't, it's a very literal conversation at that point. That's a good point. And yeah. So, we try to like, we strive to make sure it's not taboo yeah, with our kids. That's because great. Kind of that's how we grew up is it kind of was, you yeah. know, um, my son, he's six years old. And if you ask him what you know, a woman's chest is, he goes, that's for feeding babies. Yeah. You know, and literal. So he always feels that way <laughs> and never looks at any other way, but that's, to feed a child. That's funny. So. Okay. Well, we'll have to do like a poll. <laughs> Did you tell your kids about the birds and the bees at eight or is that too late? I don't know. Um, but anyway, that was free information to take with and do what you will or throw it in the trash. It doesn't matter, but eight is for sure brutal. And it is that whole pre- hormonal situation we've been in pre-hormonal now for about three years so Mm. we're praying about that praying about that (laughs) so girl moms out there uh tea and sympathy for sure I always do this I always spend the majority of our time just chatting but that's generally the most interesting part not that your work and networking isn't interesting but most of the time uh, the universal is just the organic conversation that happens. And so um, I don't want to neglect the next 10 or 15 minutes to let Rochelle kind of shed some light on what it's like being a female business owner here in Murfreesboro. Uh, but then also the main topic of conversation is going to be about networking and something that um, the reason I had Rochelle on to talk about networking is because she was so gracious to host the event for us, but because she is kind of a champion for that avenue, um, both in her business and then in extracurricular activities. Um, and she's just really good at it. And she, it's, it comes very naturally, um, to some people and it doesn't to others, but I think that there are probably some best practices and things that people could take away, um, when it comes to, um, that world. So I'll let you take like five minutes and tell us who you are. I love the story that you told at our networking event in December about, um, how, you know, the origin story of your business, what, you know, how you became passionate about starting your own business, why you love what you do and the whole, the whole nine yards in like five minutes. Okay. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Yikes. So, um, I, started out my life, you know, in the professional world working as a critical care respiratory therapist in a trauma bay. And I loved that. And it was very 
non-emotional for me, which seems really weird, but yes. um, healthcare people in general are, you know, we have to be kind of cold hearted mm-hmm. at the beginning and then we get to have the emotion afterwards, but we have a job to do first. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I loved about that was seeing fear in people's eyes and being able to take a little bit of that fear away. And um, I loved what I did. My dad's a retired paramedic. My brother's an ER physician. I'm um, a critical care respiratory therapist. And my mom is like accounting. Mm. Um, so she was definitely like this stable one of us all. But um, I'm an adrenaline junkie. And, you know, like that really fit my personality. Uh, but the good Lord has a really good habit of laughing at my plans. It seems to be the more I plan, the more he laughs. So um, we've tried to chill on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but until about six weeks before we moved my husband to middle Tennessee, we didn't know Murfreesboro existed. And, you know, silly me thought it'll be fine. This two and a three year old that I have, you know, I'll, I'll move to Tennessee from Ohio and I will just work in healthcare and it'll be fine and everything will be the same. And I didn't think about the years of rapport that I had built mm-hmm. doing what I did and, um, how important that was, you know, to healthcare in general. So, I was going to start back at zero. I was going to start, you know, on nights and weekends. And I had a two and a three-year-old. We knew no one. Um, and I didn't know who to trust to keep my kiddos. And they weren't old enough to ad- to advocate for themselves. Sure. So um, I did what I think most moms would do. You know, I, I decided to control my schedule. So um, I went into kind of the opposite side of healthcare completely um, and now I help primarily small businesses and self-employed, but I will help anyone um, with health coverage and benefits for, you know, different things like that. But one, because they're the most underserved market out there Two, they have like 800 things on their plate. And the last thing they want to think about is healthcare, And mm-hmm. I can do that for them. Um, third, it's really difficult to navigate. And I'm an educator by um just by nature. Like, I just want you to make the decisions based on knowledge instead of, you know, based on feelings or fear or anything of that nature. So I think it's easier to like, not to make it sound super salesy, but it's black and white. Like, do you want this one? Do you want this one? Or do you want this one? Like it is, this is the education on the product. Like what's the best one for you, but this is cards on the table. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. Like I'm going to lay all the cards up, you know, face up on the table and you're going to get to decide what's best for you specifically. But, you know, kind of our, our famous tagline in our agency is we put insurance into English for mm, people. Because I love that. Nobody understands their health care. And quite frankly, you spend so much freaking money on it each month. You should know what you're getting. 100%. So if I'm going to spend that much money on it, I want to know what it is. And I want to take the fear out of it for people. I want to truly protect families. And I still get that simple little thing for me selfishly where... When people do have an issue, it's, we planned for this. Mm. I get to take that worry off your plate. I'm praying for you. We're good. It's awesome. Um, which is awesome. But, um, you know, the good Lord, I think, puts you in the right places at the right time. So I accidentally found this agency in Nashville, and I worked with them. And about 18 months into my career, the carriers asked me to start an office in Murfreesboro. So I've had an office for about 10 years, brick and mortar, here in Murfreesboro. But I think the thing that is different about our agency is who we are as humans inside of the agency. Um, The agency that I did work for in Nashville initially was for the most part men, which is totally fine. You know, sales in general seems to be more masculine, you know, kind of deal. But I think, and I think this is where you were going with me telling that story before it, 
it eventually caught up with me that I was being a successful mom, a successful wife and successful in my business. And it broke me one day because I realized I was doing all of that next to men who had stay at home wives or did not have children at all. And I was like, man, I, I could be unstoppable. Like I could really change some lives here. I could be an agency where having your family and being successful in your family space and being successful in business is acceptable and celebrated. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that gets lost so often. I read a study the other day that like the most important thing that people are looking for in business right now is flexible hours. It's not work from home. It's flexibility in their schedule. And that sells like, and I, we've talked about this, especially with the generation that's coming up now just because of the nature of the economy and, you know, we're not living in the nineties where like our right. parents had pimped out like houses and they were making like $70,000 a year yeah. and their house cost them 45,000 or whatever it was. Um, we're just not living there anymore. Yeah. And I don't know that we'll ever get back to a place where the wages and the lifestyle can somehow right. meet. Yeah. So they are looking to just live their life. And in order to have that quality of life, flexible hours are in that's that's not an option at yeah, this point yeah and it's for me it is an option mm. you know with flexibility comes responsibility and that's probably the hardest thing that you have totally. to juggle mm-hmm. but if you are serious about what you're doing and you're passionate about it I think passion wakes you up mm. um, and keeps you awake and gets you done gets done the things that need to get done but I have the flexibility of doing that around my family and I wanted to grow an agency that was a place that took really good care of our clients and made sure that they felt that personal touch and they felt that we truly cared because we do about their family and their business and that we're praying over it and that we're there with them in it. But the other side of that was I wanted to create a place where, you know, and it's not all moms. We, we have lots of men that work with us too, but I wanted to create a space that was not only, like I said, acceptable, but celebrated to, you know, you can do this, you can be successful, you've got to figure it out. And that's really hard to mm. figure out that schedule and how that's going to look and what it's going to be. But you get to do really cool things and provide for your family at the same time and have, you know, the ability to have success in more than just one vertical in your life. Totally. So I love that. I think that that's a similar culture that we've tried to create here. So I love that we have that in common. Um, now Tina and Rochelle are in the same networking circle. Yes. Well, some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that's how I was able to connect with Rochelle and we were able to, um, partner, you know, ladies of the lab and her agency to host the networking event. Um, a little bit about networking in general. We always call it, I say it all the time. It's super annoying, but it's step zero. Uh, we have a seven step, you know, formula for digital marketing presence. But if you're not doing step zero, which is marketing, you know, you're not. Can't skip around. I can't help you yep. at the end of the day. Yep. And so the business was built on networking, period. Like our ownership met each other because they were networking and because they were co-working and because they were referring business and doing that type of thing. And so it was an adjustment for me to have that be such a pillar of yep. business because I came from a nonprofit background. Um, I came from strictly sales background where, you know, I managed a store and it was my responsibility to, to do that for the store. And it just never, that would have never occurred to me um, when I was 22 years old right. to go and get involved in networking. But I'm so very passionate now about 
revolutionizing. Is that the right way to say that? Do you ever say something and you're like, did I say that right? It sounded great. <laughs> okay, great. Go, go, for it. go with it. <laughs> it's Friday. This is the time to go yet. Um, but no, I think for me, it's, I, I, I don't, I do want it to occur to a younger generation and women to get out there and network. And there's so many different avenues and places for people to do that. And, and one thing that I'm really excited about, we have a younger team here and we're planting those seeds for them at a younger age. So regardless of where they end up in their career, um, they can see the value and the benefit of yeah. being involved in the community and meeting other women and getting out and going to networking groups and going to networking events. And just in some of our experience, um, the, the ideas that come up just in conversation with people about their business and what they're doing and what's worked for them and what's not worked for them or what they put on social media that really got traction or the thing that they did to their website that revolutionized, you know, the, the, I said it again, the leads that came through their website, um, just in the conversation that's had with no real agenda or yeah. intention is, uh, pretty awesome. And so it wasn't something that I was wildly involved with until I came to Borough Business Lab and it changed really the way that I thought about how to acquire new business and help other business owners um, here locally. So talk to me a little bit about what made you so passionate about sure. that and how it revolutionized, said it the third time, your business. <laughs> <laughs> so initially um, the insurance world for the most part is like call leads, you know, get hung up on, get yelled at, get screamed at the whole bit. Um, and although that is one of the verticals that we can work in, I was probably about three weeks in and I called, um, the girl that was training me and I was like, Trina, I don't really care besides like standing naked on the corner. Like, tell me what to do because I will not fail. Yeah. Like I'm not going to fail this, but I can't call these same two people like 17 and 18 times today. Like this is just yeah. not working. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was like, go find a strip mall and talk to people. And I'm like, what do I say? And she's like, you'll figure it out. Oh and my yeah. God. Yeah. So it was like trial. You might fire. as well have been stripped naked and right? stood on yeah. the corner. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to fail. So we're going to figure this out. And I went to a strip mall on, um, on 96 there. And there was a drop in daycare where we were dropping our boys. Cause remember we didn't know anybody when we first yeah. got here. So, and I talked to her and she's like, no, I have TRICARE, which is, you know, military was like, thank you for your service. Do you know anybody else? And she's like, I know the guy next door, of course, his shop was still closed. And I walked into this little store there and it's still there. And I tell my kids the story and they're like, we know mom. <laughs> um, and I'm, I walked into the store and I felt like I was being punked because I walked in and this lady was thrilled to see me. She was like, can you please come back at 9am tomorrow morning? And I'm like, absolutely. And I left, I got no information from her. I knew nothing. And I come back at nine the next morning and there's two people sitting there and what I did not know is by the grace of God alone, they had lost their insurance the month before through their employer plan because there wasn't enough of them that worked there for it Crazy. to be. Yeah. And so two policies within like 20 minutes. And it was like, I don't know what I just did, but like, we got to figure this out. So um, I just started networking. Like I just started meeting with people and getting to know people. And it was a huge blessing because I did know people here and I am a community human um, and I needed to find my yeah. humans. And it was a great way to do that. Um, you know, I, I definitely stubbed my toe many times in this area doing that and not running into the right people and that kind of deal. But I had some incredible men mentors along the way that were really well connected in the community. Um, 
I had one guy that's actually written books on networking who sat down with me and it'll, it'll grate on your nerves to hear, but he was like, Hey, so, um, you're going to do really well at this. And I was like, I know, um, <laughs> say less, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, and he's like, do you know why? And I said, why? And he said, you had a daddy that told you you could do anything. And I wanted to punch him in the face, but it was true. I did have a dad that told me I could do anything I wanted to do if I put my mind to it. And he was like, you don't care who the movers and shakers are. And I said, no, because that same daddy taught me whether you were the CEO or the janitor, you deserved respect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, it kind of knocked him on his heels. And I told him to have a good day. And that was the end of our relationship (laughs) by far. Um, But I think it's incredibly important. It's a pillar that people are scared of, but... It's just human interaction and and you're going to find commonality really quickly with other humans and you're going to be able to find, you know, those little pieces where you have connection beyond business and you can create just community for yourself. And then, you know, when you keep showing up and you're consistent and you're working with these people, people start to notice and it's, it doesn't, networking doesn't start overnight it doesn't work overnight by any means I think it's a common misconception people go to a networking event and they're like I collected business cards cool now what yeah like what what's the action item after that um so I love to network it's how I built my business um because I didn't have a warm market here and I had to create one yeah um and I get to meet some really cool people and I get to have ridiculous conversations with people, um, I get to learn way deeper on a way deeper level who they are as a human than just a sales transaction. Yeah. Um, and I don't like when I am at a sales table, I want to build a relationship with you or sure, a rapport yeah. with you before I do business with you. And mm-hmm. so same thing. I want to network with you and know what your vibe is before I'm going to refer business yeah, to you. Absolutely. Like, and absolutely. you can't do that any other way by building that rapport, building that reputation, interacting with them. I'm looking at Tina because Tina's the president mm-hmm. of her networking group. Okay. I feel like her, <laughs> her little fairy godmother of networking. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talk to me about something that, number one, how long you've kind of been stirring that pot of networking for yourself and something that has just kind of rocked your world about entering that space um, or epiphany that you've had upon being in that space. Um, not just meeting people that you were like, I never thought I would have met you, but like this thing that maybe a preconceived notion that you had about networking and just what that journey's been like for you for the last year now. At BNI. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a year awesome. almost. So I mean, cool. Like March, April. Um, I feel like networking has always been in my blood. Like my dad used, he, he's the same way, but he always says we have the gift of gab. Mm -hmm. So we could go up to anybody and have a conversation. And like Rochelle said, you find commonalities. So in talking, you just, you know, how was your day? Some, you know, something positive. And one of the best things to say to people, and you probably, everyone comes across it is when you see someone and you remember them, but they don't remember you. And they say, nice to meet you in your head. You're like, I've met you four times. So Thinking of greetings when you walk up to somebody, like, it's so great to see you again. Even if they haven't met you, it's just a positive thing. Yeah. So those are things I think about. But um, I have been in BNI. So when I started, Rochelle was our secretary. Um, and then I took over presidency in October. And then she has someone from her office in, in a seat uh, in our chapter as well. 
so yeah, she's like my fairy godmother because she was like <laughs> cheering me on to run, and I had been in there what two months. It was worth it. She's like, you should be on, um, you know, in leadership, and I was like, you're absolutely crazy. No one even knows me. Um, they're about to. But networking. Listen to her. That I love trust. It. She's like a hype girl. But when you say like you can't just go to a networking event once, it, it's what that's one of our values in BNI is um, to create that, that relationship and create that, um, trust. So when you're showing up every Wednesday and it's you, not somebody from, um, your office this week and someone else from your office the next week, like you could do a rotation of every person from Borough Business Lab, but would they know Tina Becerra? No, they're not. Right. So you're creating trust knowing that you're committing to that every week, Mm -hmm. but they're remembering your face and they're remembering the stories you tell and knowing that you're just a normal human being. And like she said, the education part, I tell people all the time, I'm an educator, not a salesperson, Mm -hmm. because if you educate people on the right things and the true things, they're going to choose you regardless. Um, And they have to choose for themselves at the end of the day. Like you don't want to like muscle them into something. So I literally just want to tell you the facts and have a good time while we're talking and whatever happens at the end of that truly can't care. Like I can serve you. Do you, do you want to come in and be involved or not? So that's just, I think that we all have that in common too. But this, and Faith said this in one of the podcasts, but like Murfreesboro is such a networking town. Mm -hmm. And we joke at home, I think last night was actually, I referred someone to Lauren because we had a friend who goes, hey, I know Tina knows everybody. I need a guy for this and this. And I had the contacts in two seconds Mm -hmm. for them. But it's fun to me, like to know people and have a person for everything, like a go-to. And I think in Chicago, like it's not that way. That's not what I'm used to. And so my family was like, you just add everybody on social media. And I'm like, because I'm friends with them. Everyone's my friend. Like, yeah. I'll be like, I have a friend who does this. I may have talked to him once, but they're my friend. So yeah. networking to me is, um, you know, getting out there and chatting with these people and getting people to know who you are. But knowing, like, eventually those relationships can grow by you being consistent with them. Yeah. Um, And uh, like you said, if you're not out there doing it, you're missing out. Cause even for my charcuterie, like I said, I bartended and that was my way. I was in there doing one job, but also talking about my, you know, my job with Borough business lab and this is who I am. And yeah. if you need help, I mean, there's just always opportunities. Fun fact, Tina uh, and I met because she's great at networking <laughs> and, um, she brought her product here just as a gesture and said hi. And she had taken a lab here and, and from there, she did our first ladies of the lab event. And I don't think you left. Like after that, it was just like, Tina's here. here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it, and it just, it turned into hopefully what you feel like is a great opportunity for you. Um, just because you showed up and you were nice and you provided your product, which was incredible. And so I just think that it's ironic that we're having this conversation and the person in the room yeah. that is now working for Borough Business Lab is only here because she put herself out there. And so I'll kind of wrap up the conversation. We could talk for hours. I always <laughs> say that about everything, but um, kind of what I've been telling my daughter all week, you have to be brave. It is a, it requires a lot of courage. It does. Um, and I, I don't want to make small of that. Like y'all are bosses and rock stars at it because you've done it for a, re- a really long time. Uh, but for somebody that's just recently within the last, you know, two or three years entered that space and I don't have a problem talking to people, but it's, you have to be brave and you have to trust your ability to just talk to people and genuinely want to know about who they are and what their business is. And, 
get to know them and get a vibe and get a feel for them and take the temperature of the situation to know whether or not they're the right relationship for you. That just requires a lot of bravery. And so if you're considering networking, we don't want to make light. Like it's just so easy. It does. It's not. It takes bravery, but it also takes grace. Yeah. You just got to do it. Yes, you do. And you have to go out once, do it and break that shell. Well, and get out of your head. Like, Mm -hmm. don't think about it too hard. Just show up as if you were at a, party like also brave you have to yeah. be brave to go to a party where you don't know anybody I'd rather network than go to a party <laughs> <laughs> you're like there's an agenda somewhere in here is that um, party before four o'clock p.m <laughs> right right um so if you're considering networking and it's not really something that you uh, feel super comfortable doing it definitely requires bravery but each time you do it the rep helps. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of opportunities to network. Um, we are actually going to have our ne- next networking event in March. Um, so if you're looking for an opportunity to get your feet wet in a situation that I would like to brag on is not as stuffy as some networking situations. I would agree. Absolutely. <laughs> we like to have a good time mm-hmm. and um, we, we want it to be more about conversation than it is about any sort of agenda. So it's very little agenda and more just about talking and sharing and getting good ideas and the crowd of people that we serve generally there's very little competition weird there's space for everybody there's enough business in Murfreesboro to go around so if you're looking for an opportunity to come and be brave and try um, March would be a a great opportunity so stay tuned for dates on that I can't say thank you enough Rochelle for you being here Tina it's always a pleasure you might as well just get like a little TV tray and like post up in my office and and to. work in here. So I mean, on the couch. Yeah, you could sit on the couch. That's what I do um, at home. I work at home on my couch. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but I feel very privileged to be able to sit in the room Same. with um, bosses and intelligent, brave, funny, uh, genuine, authentic people. Um, and that's how you find them. You go network mm-hmm. to find those people. So um, just a little success story of our own in this office right now. Oh, I love um, of that opportunity. So uh, stay tuned for dates on our next networking event that's coming up in March. Um, As always, uh, we will share information about Rochelle's business so that you can um, go get your insurance translated into English for you. Well done. Um, Did did I say that? you did good. Yes. I'll I'll take commission checks. Excellent. (laughs) Just joking. Um, But uh, that way you can connect with her if that's something that you need. Um, And then obviously, you know, Tina, you can connect with Tina if you need some ideas is about where you can network other than ladies mm-hmm. at the lab um but uh as always uh, it was a pleasure and i'm so thankful to have you guys here but for now we will say goodbye bye See you.